Yo, 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 what's good? It's your boy Jason back with another podcast episode. And today's episode is a continuation from the last one. It's on Lust. So, yeah. I know I didn't get to finish the previous one because, yeah, that one was a bit long. It could have ended up as 15 minutes. Maybe I should have let it go on. <laughs> but, yeah, today's episode is on Lust. So, before we get into it, let's just pray. Lord, we come before your holy throne today, thanking you for who you are and thanking you for what you've done. We just pray that you may speak through me as I do this podcast, Lord, and that you may speak to someone as they listen to this podcast, that you may reach who this podcast is meant to reach, and it may transform them and they may apply what they learn. May our hearts be open to what you have to say today and our minds eager to learn. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, so today we're on less, y'all. Um, and, and the first verse I'm just going to put out there. The first verse I'm just going to put out there. This is 1 Corinthians 6 verse 18. It says, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. And this is the only sin in the Bible where I see it's written that we need to flee from it. Most sins, they usually resist or um, fight the sin, but this one says flee, run away from it, run for your life, you know what I'm saying? And it's not like God doesn't want us to enjoy ourselves, it's more like he wants to protect us from the consequences of these things that feel good, but the results, the results are bitter and painful. And this verse is just like a prelude to the main passage we're going to talk about. Like this next passage is basically the whole podcast, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so we're going to be reading from Proverbs 5 verse 1 to 23, the NLT version. And it says that, my son, pay attention to wisdom. Listen carefully to my wise counsel. Then you will show discernment and your lips will express what you've learned. For the lips of an immoral woman are as sweet as honey and her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is as bitter as poison, as dangerous as a double-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. <clears throat> her steps lead straight to the grave, for she cares nothing about the path to life. She staggers down a crooked trail and doesn't realize it. So now, my sons, listen to me. Never stray from what I'm about to say. Stay away from her. Don't go near to the door of her house. If you do, you will lose your honor and you will lose to merciless people all you have achieved. Strangers will consume your wealth and someone else will enjoy the fruit of your labor. In the end, you will groan in anguish when disease consumes your body. You will say, how I hated discipline. If only I, I had ignored, if, if only I had not ignored all the warnings. Oh, why didn't I listen to my teachers? Why didn't I pay attention to my instructors? I have come to the brink, to the brink of utter ruin, and now I must face public disgrace. Drink water from your own well. Share your love only with your wife. Why, why spill the water off your springs in the streets? Having sex with just anyone, you should reserve it for yourselves. Never share it with strangers. Let your wife be a fountain of blessing for you. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. She is a loving deer, a graceful doe. Let her breast satisfy you always. 
May you always be captivated by her love. Why be captivated by my, my why be captivated my son by an immoral woman or fond of the breasts of a promiscuous woman? For the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes. An evil man is held captive by his own sins. There are ropes that catch and hold him. He will die for lack of self-control. He will be lost because of his great foolishness. Dang, y'all. Dang. Okay, okay, okay. That dang part wasn't a part of the passage. But yo, dang. Dang. It's like the last part for me. It says that he will die for lack of self-control. He will be lost because of his great foolishness. And that's crazy. Self-control. Lack of self-control. Okay. So, let me just first say out my notes on this. And then uh, I just want to say my thoughts on it again. Okay, the repercussions of sexual immorality, it often leads into soul ties and it can lead to sex demons if you're watching certain things or if you entertain certain things that are sexually immoral, right? It can often lead to sex demons, spirit spouses, that type of stuff. And I think that's what the Bible means when it says an evil man is held captive by his own sins. They are the ropes that catch him, that catch and hold him. He will die for lack of self-control. He will be lost because of his great foolishness. Yeah. And to be honest, I believe this passage is more about lust than anything. And it's not specifically talking about a woman. Shout out to my women out there who are feeling attacked. But yo, it's not specifically only about women, but more about the spirit and the feeling that surrounds lust or sexual morality. Because it feels good to fulfill it, but a lot of the times the result is bitter. And it doesn't stop at that one time when we fulfill it. It hungers for more. The spirit of lust doesn't care about what it does to us. Neither does it care what it takes from us, even if it's our eternity. And the thing with lust is, it comes in various forms. Porn, music, series, movies, novels, comics, podcasts, friends, family. Um, so like, it's part of the devil's strategy. He puts it in these small things, like these small sex scenes, these small sex scenes in, in movies, these small sex scenes in series, um, these explicit lyrics in music. Um, what else? There's some explicit podcasts and explicit books. And those things, they sow a seed within us and, they, and, and it's only a matter of time until they sprout and you start to see their fruit. And the fruit they bear is really bitter. So we have to guard our hearts and the gates that lead mostly and the gates that lead to 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 it. Sorry, we need to guard our hearts and the gates that lead to our hearts. Mostly our ears, eyes and relationships because the devil uses the five senses to manipulate us and to control us. So we need to be careful about that. If you live by how you feel, you will, you will, you will give in to lust and you will give in to sexual morality if you live by how you feel. And that gives, that, that brings me back to Proverbs 5, Proverbs 5 verse like 22 or 23, which says he will die for lack of self-control. Being self-controlled means you control your emotions. You don't allow yourself to live by them. 
you decide that, oh, right now, right now, I feel like going around and just going to the streets and sleeping with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Right now, that's how I feel like. That's what I feel like. But I'm not going to do that because my body is the temple of the Lord. And I seek to honor the Lord with my body. So, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke that thought. I renounce every single thing that exalts itself to the knowledge, that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You know, that type of thing, you know, fully renouncing that stuff. Because, yeah, the devil is just looking for whom he can devour. And the most, the most thing, the, the, the most, um, his most useful tool is our five senses, y'all. Our five senses, how we feel, you know, just choosing how we feel. And if, we, if we're not aware of ourselves and if we don't control ourselves, we're bound to give in. Anyway, I've, I've talked about that now. So, uh, yeah, we need to guard our hearts and the gates that lead to them, mostly our ears, eyes and relationships and our five senses. But even when you've fallen into lust, it doesn't mean you're beyond salvation. Don't undermine the Lord's power to break every chain. I can say this because he's done it for me, but it doesn't mean I stop fighting it. The devil only revisits those he hasn't conquered. So when you feel the warfare or unrest or the temptations coming up, don't stop fighting it. And don't stop running from those temptations and running to God. You have the victory because Christ has already overcame the world. He's already overcome the world. And another thing you can do. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me not go ahead of myself. First of all, um, there's some things you can do to combat lust, to run away from lust that will help you um, fight any lust, lustful thoughts that can come into your mind. Because as much as the, as the Bible says, flee from sexual immorality, you can't you can't run from it when it's in your mind like you, you can't run you can't run from the thoughts that are in your mind right but what you can do is defeat them with the power of god with the power of god's word right mm -hmm. yeah so you gotta memorize scriptures you gotta memorize scriptures Memorize scriptures that speak against lust and that remind you of how dangerous lust is. So Mark 9 verse 43 to 48 says, If your hand causes you to stumble and sin, cut it off. That is, remove yourself from the source of temptation. Okay, now I want to talk about the specific part of the verse. It's like the first part of the verse. Remove yourself from that source of temptation. That source of temptation. Hey. What's happening, y'all? That source of temptation. <laughs> Remove yourself from that source of temptation. And it's basically like that verse we just talked about, 1 Corinthians 6, 18 as well. Flee from sexual immorality. Which, is, which basically means remove yourself from the source of temptation. Run away from what might make you fall into that sin. Whether it's your friends, your family, uh your girlfriend or whatever talk about it with them and tell them nah i'm not about to i'm not about to entertain any of this nah okay now let me continue with what i was saying <laughs> mark 9 verse mark 9 verse 43 to 48 and virgin if your hand causes you to stumble and sin cut it off that is remove yourself from the source of temptation it is better for you to enter life crippled than to ha than to have two hands and go into hell 
into the unquenchable fire where their worm does not die and their fire is not put out if your foot causes you to stumble and sin cut it off that is remove yourself from the source of temptation it would be better for you to enter life lame than to have two feet and be thrown into hell yes we're talking about hell man where their worm does not die and the fire is not put out if your eye causes you to stumble mm, 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 and sin throw it out that is remove yourself from the source of temptation it would be better for you to enter the to enter the kingdom of god with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell where their worm that feeds on the dead does not die and their fire is not put out nah that needs a pull over man just just, just pull that back just pull that back that last verse i think it's mark 9 verse 47 48 it says, it says, it says, <clears throat> if your eye causes you to stumble and sin, throw it out. That is, remove yourself from the source of temptation. It would be better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and to be thrown into hell, where their worm that feeds on the dead does not die and their fire is not put out. Mark 9, verse 43 to 48. Amp version, y'all. Stop playing. Stop playing. When it says that, remove your eye. Whenever, when, when you see something that may cause you to stumble, it's talking about removing the source. Whether it's those movies or those series or those uh, novels that you read that cause you uh, to stumble and sin or to commit uh, sexually immoral things or whatever, or make you more violent to just make you stumble, right? The Bible is saying remove that source, let go of that thing. Whether it's your friend, whether it's your cousin, will be telling you all these sexual things. You got to tell them that, yo, yo, I'm not about it. I'm not about this. I got to leave. I got to dip. Like for real, that's what you got to do. You got to remove yourself from the source of temptation. For it would be better for you to walk into the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell. Imagine having two eyes and seeing yourself being thrown into that fire, man. That's crazy. But uh, I believe that this is metaphoric. When it says that uh, to enter the kingdom of God with one eye, it means having lost what was what, what used to be important to you before, and what was of significant what was of significance to you before, and because you sacrificed it for God, you're walking to the kingdom without that thing, right? Without that thing that was causing you to stumble. Even though it hurt to let it go, you're walking to the kingdom of God. Yeah, than to have, than to hold on to that thing that would have uh, kept you in chains and kept you enslaved and walk into hell. Well, not even walk into hell. The thing about hell is you, you don't walk into it. You're thrown there. You're thrown, thrown, bro. You don't walk into it, bro. There's, there's, it's, 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 it's no chills, bro. It's actually just being thrown there. Get a hard landing. Painful landing right on the ground. Shame. But anyway, anyway, anyway. Let me focus. Um, yeah, you need to remove yourself from the source of temptation. This part is really important. Remove yourself from the source of temptation. Whether it's porn or whatever. Just remove yourself from it. And allow yourself to, to become who God wants you to be. Force yourself, discipline yourself. Like discipline is important. Because remember that last verse in Proverbs 
5 verse 23 which says he will die for lack of self-control he will be lost because of his foolishness of his great foolishness yeah yeah so make sure you remove yourself from that source and control self-control man self-control i know a lot of christians just wanna just wanna uh, act like god is, is the one who's controlling who, who can do everything for you but he's left certain things in our power for us to do as our responsibility, you know, to control ourselves, to discipline ourselves and, you know, to to avoid certain things just for us to show that we honor God, that we truly love God and don't expect him to do everything for us. Yeah, because we, we, we can't just be backseat Christians, you know. As God, I mean, like, we, we let God lead the way, of course. We let God lead the way. But we also have uh, a responsibility that he's given, and we can't be ignorant to that. Yeah. Okay. The next verse that you should memorize, y'all. Job 31, verse 1. I'm, I I quote this verse when I feel those restful thoughts coming in. Because uh, as much as you're able to run away from the physical source, Sometimes you've got the mental source, which is which is within your head, and you can't just run away from that one. But what you can do is defeat it with the power of God. You know the power of God's word, which says, "I have made." Job thirty-one verse one NOT version says, "I made a covenant with my eyes not to look with, not to look with lust at a young woman." I made a covenant with my eyes not to look with lust at a young woman. Job thirty-one verse one NOT. Yeah. So, um, that's that. And then the next verse is Matthew 5, verse 28. But I say, anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Mm. That kind of rhymes. Anyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Yeah, yeah, deep. This is the same for women, though. Um, I don't, I, I don't think it was only meant for the guys. It's also meant for women. If you see a guy, if you see a guy and you start fantasizing of all that explicit stuff, you're committing adultery and you're already guilty of sin. So yeah, guys, if you do the same, if you look at a woman and yo, you and your boys start fantasizing, yo, you've committed a sin. So yeah. We've got a lot to work on, but I pray that the Holy Spirit may just strengthen us to carry our crosses, y'all. Because the word says, if you want to follow me, this was Jesus. If you want to follow me, you have to carry up your cross. And this is your cross. The cross is not a light thing, man. It's not light. It's heavy. It's heavy. But that's what shows our love for Christ. So, y'all, this is the end of the podcast. And thank you to everybody who tuned in. <clears throat> you are appreciated. I now just want to do a quick prayer as we, as y'all, as we, <laughs> as we end this podcast, y'all. Let me stop playing around. Lord, we come before your throne again, thanking you for who you are and what you're doing. I pray that this podcast touches someone, Lord. I pray that it reaches who it's meant to reach. I pray that uh, we're going to apply what we've learned in this podcast, Lord. 
praying that you may you may help us to share this podcast to those who we know need it. Lord, I pray that we may not be ashamed of your word and that we may carry our crosses and deny our flesh of what it wants. And instead, we focus on doing what pleases you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Hey, y'all. Peace. Thank y'all for tuning in. Really appreciate y'all. Please, please, please share the podcast, man. Share, share the podcast. Put so much time into it. Need some more people to listen to it. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, yeah, please share the podcast. Shout out. Thank you to everyone who's listening and who's sharing the podcast. I really appreciate y'all. Can't wait to hear y'all's testimonies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think there's just going to be like part one and then we'll do another episode as well. But this one I want to guess just to surprise y'all. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, peace. <laughs>